It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 707 at 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, a Georgia gardener, along with Ashley Frasca, the host of the new gardening show, which we're not revealing the title of because we're not sure what the title is yet. <laughs> but next Saturday, stay tuned. Nothing like uh, putting things off to the last minute, yeah, right? Right, really. Seven days, you've got to get it together. Okay, Ashley has been working really, really hard for the past two months, really trying to figure out what we're going to do with the new gardening show. And she has lots of great ideas. She'll be hosting the show. I'll come in occasionally, and we'll have parts where I'll be during the show each week. And we just have all sorts of opportunities and ideas, and Ashley will take it and run with it. You know, I mean, and, and I said this a couple of weeks ago to your listeners to kind of put them at ease. It's still going to be very educational, very informative. Yeah. We'll still take calls, not probably up to the speed that you take them and, and always have in years past, but... A magazine-style show, you yeah. know, where there's segments, there's interviews, there's features, there's, you know, different things like that. But it all, for for my sake and for the listeners, too, it's all educational. Yeah. It's all about learning, and, and I'm learning along with the rest of you. Where so, are you? The tree people you saw this past week, the tree folks? Yeah, the uh, Georgia Forestry Commission invited me out to one of their first ever meetings where they were able to gather Georgia Forestry Commission, uh, Georgia Arborist Association, and the Georgia Tree Council folks from all over the state. And we met at the DeKalb Extension Office off of Memorial Drive. They invited me just to introduce myself, get familiar with all of them, and especially get to know some of the arborists who will be very helpful to the show. And what a wonderful group of people. There was 30 to 40 people in this seminar. I, I just felt so comfortable in front of yeah. them, got to get up in front of them, um, share ideas. You know, they wanted to know what the show was going to be about. And they had great suggestions. Good, good, you know, good. what if on your show you tried this or did a segment like this? And I'm, <laughs> I'm so thankful for that. They were amazing. We went out to lunch at Savage Pizza yeah, yeah, in sure. Avondale Estates afterwards. Had a fantastic lunch. Good. It was really great. So I look forward to doing more things like that, you know, interacting with, with folks in the community and, and showing people I'm willing to learn. I'm not coming in to fill your shoes like I already know all of this garden knowledge, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to. I want to do something new, mm-hmm. something new on the horizon. And by the way, speaking of the horizon, today at around 8.40 or so, story time, I'll be telling stories. So stick around for that as well. Let's do the weekend prize pack. We've got some stuff to give away. What do we got? Yeah, we do. Okay, so we've got right now a pair of tickets to see Pink Floyd's Roger Waters live in the round with an all-new show August 20th at State Farm Arena. Tickets go on sale Next Friday, January 31st at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. But you can win them right now. A pair of tickets for the show August 20th. You have to call 404-741-0750. Walter, caller number... Five. All right, Justin, caller number. You held up four fingers, but five. five. It's five, really. It's five fingers. <laughs> five to four 404-741-0750. And if you don't win them with us, you have a chance with Dave Baker in the Home Fix-It Show. Lloyd in Roswell joins us in Lawn and Garden. Hey, Lloyd, good morning. Morning, Walter. Brother Lloyd, Walter, I got a fescue lawn. Okay, what you need? <laughs> um, I've got a fescue lawn and a terrible problem with chickweed. Yeah. Uh, no matter what I do, um, it uh, it keeps coming up. And uh, I'm using a popular brand of uh, 
pre-emergent that contains yeah. pendimethalin. Yeah. And nice. it it just it doesn't even seem to slow it down. I'm I'm doing spot spraying, and two weeks later, I got a new crop of chickweed coming yeah. up again. Sad to say, there are not many pre-emergents that do a great job on broadleaf plants, and chickweed being a broadleaf plant. The pre-emergents all seem to be aimed more towards uh, grassy things like crabgrass and annual bluegrass and things like that. There is some effect, but you're right, Lloyd. I don't get 100% on mine either. I get 70, 70 maybe percent control. So now I think what you do is go back and mop up with spot sprays of uh, you know, Weed Be Gone or Weed Beater Ultra or something like that to get the patches that have survived out of, out of the way so you can have a good fescue lawn for the spring and summer. Okay, yeah, and I've been doing that, but the problem is, I mean, you just miss a little bit. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're so prolific that uh, yeah. you, you miss a spot and you've got, uh, you know, 50 more next year. Would it help to go with a uh, professional service? There are some pre-emergent herbicides that are only available to professionals, and I don't mean only available and legally only available, but only available in the sense they cost $200 for a pint, and which is not what Lloyd or Walter or Ashley wants to pay for a pint. And you only use like a, uh, tablespoon, a tablespoon at a time. And so because it's affordable for a professional to use it, they can use some pre-emergence that work very nicely on broadleaf weeds. But it's not the kind of economic thing that a normal homeowner wants to do. Yeah, I don't hate my weeds that much. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you. And uh, nice retirement, Walter. Thank and uh, welcome, you. Ashley. Thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. Great to have you as a new listener to the Ashley Ashley Frasley Garden Show, <laughs> whatever it gets called. Uh, let's go. Rose, 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 Rose out in Henry County. Hey, Rose, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. Hi. A couple of months ago, we had a problem with our plumbing and had to have some people come out and dig it up and fix it. And they put the dirt back. But it's a giant hump. Yeah. How do I take that down? I tried driving my car over it, <laughs> and then it rained. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't get so, stuck or anything, Rose. Like I just see your car in the backyard out there rolling back and forth, <laughs> getting stuck, and having to call the neighbors to pull you out, all sorts of bad things. So, but what, what, how, how do I pound that down? So it sounds like they did not do a good job themselves compacting the soil for you. Well, they told me they do not landscape. Well, that's, they still should have compacted the soil. They it, should you know. have compacted the soil. That's wow. a good thing for a plumber to do. Here's what I fear is that after a year or so, that hump that you have now will sink down to be level with the rest of your soil. Or if you take the hump away now, it'll sink down to be lower than the rest of your soil, rest of your lawn. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so if they did not compact it correctly, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, Rose. There's a part of how How tall do you think this hump is? Five oh, inches? Ten inches? Twelve inches? Probably ten inches. What do you think, Ash? You think you to leave it alone and see what happens? I think happens? so. Yeah, I really think so. When, when was the work done, did you say, Rose? How long ago? <laughs> September. September. So it hasn't had time yet to sink if it's going to sink. Yeah, Rose, I think we'll wait on that. Let's wait. Give me a couple of months. Okay. Give me a couple of months. Okay. And in May or so, call back on the show and let us know what happened. And maybe we can figure out what's going on and either lower it or remove soil or do something with it. But you, sh not you should have. It should have been their responsibility to do it 
properly, but all the plumbers who dig a trench should know how to compact the soil once they've finished their work, and they didn't do it very well. Okay. So I have a lot of bird feeders. Yeah. I love the birds. They're great. But I want to plant tomatoes and peppers. Are the birds going to bother my garden? Well, yeah. Yeah. They, they're hungry just like we are, so they so they might. So a netting maybe or just, I mean, being out there routinely, you know, and, and harvesting the, the fruit at the right time will alleviate a lot of that. Yeah, but, and, and be aware of it. But the netting, I think, is a good idea. It's about all you can do to mm-hmm. keep birds away. It's 7.15, and you start WSB, Ashley? So, yeah, I mean, I think a netting or, you know, the tomato cages, too. I mean, I, it's it's hard to keep a tomato cage taller than yeah, the plant, the and the birds are probably going to go down yeah. in it anyways. So, um, mm. and I don't know. I mean, I don't really put a lot of stock in the hot pepper. No, I don't you either. Know, the things the to sprinkle and things like that. I don't even pans. think. Yeah. They don't seem no. to work enough effectively to be right. worth the time and trouble. Uh, and as my mother would say, just cut the bad part out and eat the rest. So mm-hmm. A little bird peck here and there and peppers and tomatoes. Nothing going to hurt the pepper, you know. Let's get real quickly get Robert in here. And Robert, talk to us about your Zoysia Lawn, Robert. Hey, um, Walter, this is Robert from over at South Edge. We want to really thank sure. you hey, for Hey, Robert. Good morning. As well. Hey. So um, like a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a tree fall and um, gouged big, deep gouges in our little small uh, zoysia lawn, and I was wondering, I was going to try to patch those uh, gouges with a, um, I got a plug cutter, I was going to cut plugs from other parts of the of the lawn that aren't mm-hmm. affected, and cut those into those gouges after sort of leveling it and getting it all smoothed out and um, uh, with some new soil and, and whatnot. Should I do that now or wait till it's growing? I would wait till it greens up, yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to take now. to the soil a lot better when the temperatures are a little bit warmer as well. So now's probably not the best time. Yeah, just too cold. So just, yeah, go ahead and level it out, though, or should I just leave the gouges and wait till it warms up? Uh, you're like, Rose, uh, what do you do? do you, uh, you, you go ahead and fill the gouges at least. It'll give you something to do, Robert, keep you out of the pool halls. And so you have, uh, out from under your wife's uh, direction, and so uh, I would go ahead and fill up the the holes and everything, and then wait till um, April, May when it's nice and warm, and then put the plugs in. Then any any advice on uh, cutting plugs or uh, fertilizing them or anything like that? It's normal. You know, actually, you had a good idea a while ago about runners that go over the sidewalk, over the curb, over the places where you don't necessarily want the grass to be growing. And she mentioned you could just cut those runners off if there are any. Okay. I, I would definitely go, you know, as close to the soil as you can. That's yeah. that's going to be best. But yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thank you all, and welcome, Ashley. Thanks, yeah, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Have you a good weekend. We appreciate it. Seven eighteen News Talk WSB seven eighteen at ninety five point five WSB. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade. Did you know that you can listen to Lawn and Garden with Walter and Ashley on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB. Little Pink Floyd in honor of the weekend prize pack we just gave away. Thank you, Jason. A weather update for the weekend brought to you by Finley Roofing. A mix of sun and clouds today. Highs in the upper 40s and lows around the mid-30s, but no chance of rain. That's good news. Tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy evening showers, up to a 40% chance there. High of 53 and low of 42. Your complete weather forecast comes from meteorologist Kirk Mellish in less than 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. 
it is rare, actually, that we have two Mike and McDonough callers. Mm-hmm. So we will start. We'll, and they've both been on the show before. I almost yeah. guarantee it. And we will say the Mike and McDonough with the no-till gardening, you're going to be second. The Mike and McDonough with the new blight-resistant birch tree, you are on the air. Hey, Mike and McDonough with the birch tree. Well, good morning, Walter. Ashley, how are y'all doing today? Hey, right, great. Mike. What's up? Hey, this time yesterday, last weekend, I was driving to Albany. Is it Albany or Albany? Albany. <laughs> okay. Does anybody well, not know that? What's wrong with you? Where are you from, Mike? Well, I'm from Ohio. So. Yeah, Albany. <laughs> Along the way, I heard a talk show talking about some new blight-resistant birch trees. You know anything wow. about that? I didn't know birches had blight. What birch tree has a blight? Well, no, wait a minute. Oh, no, not birch. Um, Chestnut. Chestnut. There yeah. you go. Yes. I know about Thank chestnuts. You. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, they're um, doing some great work on, on trying to get the American chestnut tree back into the forests of America because it was a total one-stop super shot, the Walmart, if you will, of forest trees back in the 1800s, 1900s. You got food from it with the nuts. You got lumber and timber. You got uh, all sorts of things that came from the chestnut tree. And then they all died. They got the blight. They died. And so now scientists are making lots of progress on breeding the American chestnut trees that have survived with the Chinese chestnut tree and then back breeding it to make it look like an American chestnut tree to make a tree that looks almost exactly like the old one. <clears throat> and the benefit, of course, for the deer. Yeah, of course. And every every animal in the in the forest, including humans, everybody loves the <laughs> chestnut tree. Well, <clears throat> I'm I'm associated with several different parks. Uh, county and city level in the area, and I'm yeah. going to I'm making it my mission to encourage them to uh, plant these trees. Let's get these started again. There's also another group of scientists is doing it from a different angle. They're doing g- genetic modification. They're inserting a wheat gene, I think it is, into the uh, genome of the chestnut tree, and they will be able to make a disease completely disease resistant tree with GMO technology. The question then becomes, do you want to eat the chestnuts? There's a whole thing about GMO foods these days. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it, but some do. So you got mm-hmm. both ends of the scientific spectrum working to make an American chestnut tree that has the nuts and has the timber like the old ones did. So if we were to give people advice on how to get find these trees, what would you recommend? The most resistant one that's on the market now is called Dunstan. D-U-N-S-T-A-N, Dunstan. And they're available online. I don't know anywhere in Atlanta that you find one. <clears throat> but just look for Dunstan Chestnut. Or online, just disease-resistant chestnut for sale. they probably find something that way. It's 627 at 95.5 WSB. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 735 at 95.5 WSB. I'm Walter Reese with the Georgia Gardener here on the Lawn and Garden Show, alongside Ashley Frasco, the new host of whatever it's going to be next Saturday morning. <laughs> We're all waiting on tenterhooks. That's right. I'll this probably put it out on social media before right. Saturday. If you it's follow Ashley Frasco. She, how do you want people to find you on Facebook or on Twitter or what do you want? Both. Um, Ashley Frasco WSB. 
on both Twitter and on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram. I don't do a whole lot with it, but uh, I mean, pictures of my dog. <laughs> that <laughs> that probably gets boring is. after a while. Yeah, but uh, either Twitter or Facebook, Ashley Frasca WSB. Now, if you're a traffic person, or I should say a person who's in traffic who, who isn't in Atlanta, if you're traveling in Atlanta, you should follow Ashley because she posts pictures and updates on traffic every morning where she comes in and does the traffic with her team. It's amazing the stuff that you cover and point out and make people aware of new routes that you can do. Mm-hmm. You need that. You need the WSB radio app to put the traffic alerts right in your pocket. Awesome thing. Yeah, doing it this morning. 400 North shut down at Abernathy. So really? folks, yep, yep. So uh, hopefully you're not checking social media while you're driving. But if it's prior to you leaving the house and you see that on Twitter, you're thinking, oh, Highway 9. Got to use Roswell Road. the traffic report every, every morning during the week, they always refer to Ashley Frasca 400. <laughs> that seems to be my, my new Frasca surname, yeah. 400 is reporting right now. Which is ironic because I live off 575, right. but I report on 400 every morning. Yeah, yeah. She's Ashley Frasca 400. <laughs> Paul is way down in South Georgia and got something going on in his yard. Hey, Paul, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Ashley, how y'all doing? All right. You don't get stuck in Atlanta uh-huh. traffic, do you, Paul? You're smart. I had a doctor's appointment at Emory several months ago, oh. but it was an hour and a half late. And Good. That, that's oh. all the, that was my fill of Atlanta traffic. And that's enough, year. right? <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Um, years ago, in my first one of my first adventures in plumbing, my plumber and I just dug up the sewer line of the rental house. And when we got done, we had that big hump of dirt the lady was talking about. Yeah. And I questioned him about it. He simply explained that we took the same amount of dirt out that we put back in, mm-hmm. and it would level back down. Um, and it did, and over the years it always has. And he says it depends on the 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 type of soil. The yeah. sandier the soil, the less the hump you have. So, yeah. so I hope Rose is I hope doing. Rose is still listening. That's good. That's good. And to that's know. sort of why I was hesitating, Paul, in my answer to her because I knew that the, I really think a plumber needs a flat plate fat flat plate compactor and should use that. But I know some plumbers don't. And some, as you say, if you, if you took it out and you put it back on the, on the same trench, it's all going to settle down to the same level it used to be, I hope, I think. But, but sometimes but, but he, it's he, not, point, he pointed out to me, too, if you've got a 12-foot ditch that you've dug up yeah. and they spend two or three more hours compacting it, your bill goes up four or $500. Most mm-hmm. people be happy Good to have point. that pump in the Good yard. Good point. I, I see the point there completely, Paul. Could I ask a comedic question while I'm on the phone? If you've got a comedic question, you just put it out for us to consider. Yes, sir. All right. I've got a couple of uh, miniature camellias that I want to move. I usually like to do my transplants between November and the end of this month. Yeah. But I don't like to move something when it's budding or blooming. So when's the ideal time to move a camellia? How big is this one that you're trying to move? They're they're both probably three or four foot, and they're kind of spindly. They're by a fountain on a brick wall, and they're just not happy there. They're getting too much sun. They're going to be happier if you move them than they're going to be unhappy if you leave them alone. So I think yes. you think like the plant does. The plant's saying, Paul, I don't like it here against this wall. It's too hot. It's don't, not a good environment for me. And so you'll do better for the plant to go ahead and move it now. Okay. I think Thank normal time it. might be after they finish blooming, but... I like to get plants. As soon as I know they're not happy where they are, I like to go ahead and just move them out of the way or where they're more happy. Sounds like a plan. Right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the conversation, Paul. I do appreciate the the knowledge there. Ashley, we've got the other Mike from McDonough coming up here. (laughs) Mike and McDonough with the No-Till Gardening. You're on WSB. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Mike. Uh, First, I'd like to say thanks for uh, answering my questions. 
throughout the years. Sure. And I wish wish you all the best in your permanent vacation. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that way, Mike. It's going to be lots of <laughs> lots of more doing what I already do outside of the radio show. You have the the newsletter. I'm still going to do that. My website has to be maintained. I'm going to do that. The newsletter comes out every two weeks. So we got lots of stuff that has to be done. Clubs in Atlanta. Watch out. Walter's going to be out on Friday nights now. Look ooh, out. Ooh. Friday night. Party time. <laughs> Tearing up the Look town. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, here's my question. Uh, my normal winter procedure is to plant clover and ryegrass or wheatgrass. And then in the spring, you know, till it till it under. Uh, but I broke my arm real bad a few years ago, and I wasn't able to just run the tiller. So when it came time to plant, I just weeded everything down to the ground and then just dug a hole just big enough to plant my tomatoes or whatever. And all that stuff that I tilled down just made a two, three-inch layer of free mulch with no work. And I thought I had discovered the greatest thing in the world. If I didn't have to weed for over a month, uh, I come to find out it's called no-till gardening. And... Doing some research. Some people say it's better for the soil, and some people say tilling the soil is better. I just want to know what you thought of what research shows. Research shows that no-till is better. And that's going, to, that's going to really set some people back on their heels, Mike, because I'm one of the people who always tills the soil, just like you used to do. And who's clapping back there in the back? Who's clapping? <laughs> Somebody says the the research is unequivocal that if you don't till the soil once you've got it nice and rich and organic and all the things you're supposed to do to have good soil, once you have that in place, then if you don't till, you don't crush the little what do they call them actually pores mm-hmm. pores in the soil, and so you get better growth from your tomatoes and everything else by opening up a little hole like you did. And planting them right there in the untilled soil. Yeah, and the best soil, it's breathable. It's got those pores. It allows for air to get through it. And just messing with it too much, tilling it too often, is is more detrimental. That goes against everything I've ever done. My dad plowed that garden, plowed the fields every year. He should have been no tilling. I would have appreciated it, certainly. Yeah, less work for you. And it's a whole lot less work. Yes. And I think your idea that you went over first, Mike, about putting your cover crop in in the fall and then letting it grow and then just weed whacking it down. It's a great idea. The mulch that you have from the stems of all your, your plants that fall to the ground, they will decompose. They're going to you know, mulch the ground and keep the weeds away, but it also helps to release nutrients, too, from the stems. And so you're leaving fertilizer and mulch on the ground, too, and you don't have to till it in. Well, it took years, but you finally gave me some advice where I do less work yes. than more work. I, I appreciate it. That is great for me. I'm glad I finally got to do that, Mike. We'll see you soon, Mike. Thanks for calling. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, we got to jump out to the WSB 24-hour traffic center and check back on the red alert in Sandy Springs. This is a traffic red alert. From 95.5 WSB. 743 in the Corey Carrier WSB 24-hour traffic center. And unfortunately, no change in Sandy Springs. All lanes remain shut down. Georgia 400 northbound at Abernathy Road, exit number 5. All traffic is diverted off onto Abernathy Road. Use Highway 9, Roswell Road, or Peachtree Dunwoody Road as alternates. Once again, red alert in effect. All lanes shut down. Georgia 400 northbound at Abernathy Road, exit number 5. Use Highway 9, Roswell Road, or Peachtree Dunwoody Roads as alternates. I'm Mike Schultz, 95.5 WSB.
So hit or miss, Walter, really. I mean, over the years, more often than not, you do have to give gardeners tasks for the weekend or yeah. tasks <laughs> for the month or whatever. But there have been a lot of cases where you just say, leave it alone. Leave it alone. There's nothing Don't you need to do. Yeah. Easy peasy. I try my best to find it if I can. Ways to say, don't do anything about it. Don't spray for weed killer. If you have a good thick lawn, you don't need weed killer. You've even resolved marital issues. So oh, many no. couples over the years have called the show and wife charged. and husband have yeah. a disagreement and you always choose a side. You have to. I swear I heard clapping in the back just now. When Maybe. Was, I was answering his call. I wonder who that was. <laughs> As if she was female or something like that. J.D. in College Park. Hey, J.D., good morning. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. How are you fine folks today? We're great, and I am so glad you called because I have a question for you about elephant ears. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask your question, All sir. Right. Have you ever had an elephant ear to bloom? Hmm. No. They can bloom. I've seen pictures of people around Atlanta who sent them to me, but the one that I really was curious about when I got an email about this a week, two weeks ago now, was a mm -hmm. woman who said, I have a fragrant elephant ear flower. Can I take it inside? Is it going to change fragrance? Does it do anything that I should know about this before I put it inside? And I yes. thought, J.D. would be the perfect person to plant one oh, and tell me God. about this. <laughs> you would be the man. To have one bloom, is that just the variety or the conditions it, it for means, it? Yeah, it means it's got a long growing season. It takes a while for an elephant ear to have the energy to put up a flower. Wow. And she, I think she lives somewhere in way, way south Georgia or Florida, maybe, J.D. But uh, I was, I took, go ahead. I took you and Ashley's advice, you know, as far as uh, taking the uh, the root, you know, and yeah. putting it into to the basement, you know, covering it with a paper towel. Got it. And now what's happening now, Walter, uh, the tubers are now have begun to extend and grow. Yeah. And I'm worried about this. Should that be happening now or yeah, what? I've got, I've got some uh, amaryllis bulbs. I looked at them yesterday, J.D., and they were growing. The little green tips were sticking out of the bulbs in my in my sunroom. I should have yeah. put them in a darker place. Maybe if you put yours in a darker place, it would stop extending. Um, okay. It's probably not going to hurt them too much, to be honest. I hope not. Gosh. Yeah, but, you uh, love was, elephant ears. You don't want anything bad to happen to them. But I know it. The That's name, my baby. The, na <laughs> the name of this fragrant elephant ear was um, Alocasia. You know, that's the science, the Latin name exactly. for elephant ear. Alocasia odorata, O-D-O-R-A-T-A, -O -A -A, odorata. So Alocasia uh -huh. odorata. And it would, it would be a real boon to us if you would buy one online, plant it, and report back to Ashley and tell us whether or not the bloom, and she said it bloomed every year for her. That's cool. Tell us how it smelled. What about the uh, gibberella now, uh, the plant's hormone? When should I be concerned about applying that to this? When have you ever used gibberella? I haven't used it since college. Why are you using gibberella on your plants, J.D.? Well, you know, I just read that it uh, it helps with the uh, the root stimulation and yeah, stuff like that. I don't know enough about it to say yay or nay. We use it in college to stimulate roots of cuttings to make them root out faster. But I don't know that a homeowner like me and you would need to play, play with that much. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, let me say this right quick and everything. I want to thank you so much for all the advice you've given me yeah, over the years. And I know, man, I just hope the best for you. Every, I really do. Every time I see your name on the screen, J.D., I look forward to the conversation. And, 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 and uh, before I go uh, to Miss Ashley Frasca, uh, uh, Ashley, I see your career is about to, boom, take off in another big direction, <laughs> direction, direction here. 
Yes, it's indeed. it's exciting, but it's terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I know it. I know it. But you'll be very comfortable eventually. And I just can't wait to see where you go. Man, this is going to be big for you, Ashley. Thank you. You and I have had such great conversations behind the scenes, J.D., you know, me prepping you and getting you ready for talking to Walter on the air. So I look forward to that. Like Walter said, you got to keep in touch with me, okay? Yeah, do that. 747, we'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Lawn and Garden with Walter Reeves and Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Hold on to me. Don't let me go. Who cares what they see? Little Pharrell Williams coming back on the Lawn and Garden Show, and it's 7.54. It's about 39 degrees outside. Is that right? I thought it was a little warmer than that. 39? Okay, we'll go with that. Well, later on today, it'll get up to 48 degrees. Weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. A mix of sun and clouds. No rain tomorrow. Evening showers possible, maybe up to a 40% chance. Partly to mostly cloudy, a high of 53, a low of 42. Kirk Mellish is going to be along in 10 minutes to give you your complete weather update. Here on 95.5 WSB. Thank you. Hang in. Get that music done. There you It's a good song. Oh, yeah, it's a great song. Uh, we got to get back to the phones. We got to answer questions from Carter's John, John, John in Covington, Georgia. Join us on Lawn and Garden, John. Good morning. First off, uh, congratulations, Walter, Walter and Miss Ashley. I'm looking forward to your uh, new program that you're going yes, to do. That sounds pretty good. Thank you, John. I uh, hope you keep listening. I don't want to lose you in the first few weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. I get excited. Listen, I need to ask you about, uh, i got to do some experiments uh, on, like, moisture. Yeah. When you go on Amazon or some other places, you have a bunch of moisture meters. They all essentially be, seem to be in the same ballpark, uh, same price, and yeah. most of them do somewhat the same thing. Is there really any difference in one or the other? Uh, are they dependable? You know, I stick the, uh, the probe in the ground. Am I going to get an accurate uh, reading on what it is, that uh, kind of a thing? And also, uh, there's uh, two or three of them that give, uh, like, the pH, the moisture, and the light. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to have your opinion on those. Or what would you do? Why do how do you do, uh, check yours, Walter? If it's moisture, then you can get accurate meters Anywhere above $25. Do not buy the ones that are $5, $10, $15 like that. They, they're confused by how much fertilizer is in the soil. It'll be affected by how much fertilizer and not how much moisture is in the soil. The ones that are a little bit higher than that can be calibrated, and you can use those. As long as you use the same moisture meter to test this soil and that soil and the other soil, same one each time, then you can do a comparison. And if it's off a little bit, it's going to be off a little bit for each one of your samples. So it'll be fine. Okay, that's that sounds pretty good. That's uh, now the pH. Are uh, you nah, saying the same thing there? That's the same deal. It says I got a higher price for the pH meters, John. The pH meters need to be above fifty or sixty dollars. Okay, well, so, accuracy is what we're after. If here. you're looking for All accuracy, right, uh, get up there and point. I may have. It seems like somewhere on my website I did a little article about pH meters in that regard of how how mm-hmm. much you had to pay to get a good one, and the main thing about pH meters and the moisture meters, too, is they need to be able to be calibrated. They need to have a button or some way of testing them. If the pH meters, you test them in a neutral solution and say, okay, this is 7.0. And so when you take it out and wipe it off, you put it into another solution. If it says 8.2, you know that it's accurately calibrated. And so calibration is the important thing to look for in the ones you choose. 
Okay, I I don't remember seeing one like that on uh, on the Amazon, but I'll I'll check it out. Check it out. Be prepared. All right, well, thank you very much, Walter, and y'all have a good day. You too, you John. Too. Thanks so much for calling. It's seven fifty-seven at ninety-five point five WSB. We'll be back after news. <laughs> 